podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast powered by Guns Up Nation. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And uh, Texas Tech football team played a game this past Saturday. Uh, I got my right-hand man, Dylan Smythe, with me, and uh, Jeremy Gillen is on as well. So, guys, uh, I guess uh, we should talk about it. Do, do we have to? <sighs> you know, we, we, we have a podcast that's dedicated to Texas Tech sports. We're, we're supposed to. I. We'll do 10 seconds for our defense, 30 seconds for offense, and we'll round it up with a little bit of affirmation <laughs> talk, and then we'll just close out. And at that point, we got about two minutes of quality stuff. Texas Tech. Sorry, I mean, I feel like Texas Tech couldn't stop the run. End of pod. <laughs> I mean, like, let's. So, if you were having a wonderful Saturday and didn't want to depress yourself with the Texas Tech Red Raiders, you brought you must have missed the fact that Tech lost 52 to 31 to TCU. Um, another embarrassing loss, another embarrassing game. This is the third embarrassing game this season. Um, and, and again, these aren't just simple. Like I would take a simple loss. Like a loss is like, ah, those guys went out there and fought. No, no, no. It's the third embarrassment of the season. Um, and like Dylan said, we just absolutely could not stop the one thing that we all know TCU is good. And, and you kind of got at it. These losses have been embarrassing. A hundred and... 27 points in, in two two losses we given up on defense. That's bad. That's embarrassing. That's I know we're Texas Tech, but that is atrocious, especially in a year where we felt we had a defense. Yeah, no, and here's the thing is that, like, I, I get it. We're, we're, we're Texas Tech, bad defense, yada, yada, yada. Um, but we were supposed to be much better. And it, it really annoyed me. So before this game, like the first touchdown, I, I saw a tweet and it was like talking about how, oh, Texas Tech's defense is just so bad, like always, yada, yada. And I was getting annoyed because I'm like, no, no, this defense is bad. They're different. Like this is this is not the same Texas Tech defense. And then 45 more points were scored. So I uh, I, I was right. No, this is the same Texas Tech defense. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's The defense is just as bad as it's always been. The problem is it's worse because there is legit talent on this team. Like the, the 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 talents there. Like the, we we talk every week about it. Jalen Hutchins is talented. Uh, Rico Jeffers is talented. Uh, Colin Schooler is talented. Krishan Merriweather is Colin talented. Uh, like these guys, Reggie Pearson is talented. Like these guys are good, and yet we're still the same old Texas Tech defense. And, and I think a lot of it comes down to coaching, actually, because we know there's talent. I mean, uh, we've all said it. We have one of the best linebacking cores in the Big 12, if not college football, but they don't they don't show up. And it's something that concerns me. It, it was very evident in the Texas game. We couldn't get lined up. And, and you saw it again against TCU. We just could not get lined up. We weren't ready for the snap. Which is pretty frustrating right like you said that's it's all on coaching one thing also and i and i've, I've said it before but the three three five defense I, <laughs> and i do like the defense I, i'm a big fan i I'm, i am a fan of i'm not a fan of three down linemen but i am a fan of that set especially when going up against spread offenses it's why iowa state was able to turn around their defense so quickly it's why baylor's had a successful defense recently it is a good defense i'm not i don't, I don't want to crap on the defensive set 
but it's not great against power running teams. Guess what Texas is now anyway, right now? They're a power running team. TCU has been a power running team. And when you play these teams, yes, you're going to be in that 3-3-5 set, but you got to play it differently. You can't just go out there like you were against West Virginia last week. You got to play it differently because TCU is a different team. They're a different type of team. You can't just say, ah, three down linemen. We're just going to put our backers up and they'll be fine. Like that's not, that's, that's not going to work. And it didn't work. It was, it was an embarrassing game. Uh, Jeremy, you, you were very distraught (laughs) at this game. Bro, sitting here, like I, I, let me tell you, I had a relatively good day today. I had some good news. Enjoyed the day. Sun's out, all that. Us talking for the past, you know, however minutes it's been now, I'm like legitimately frustrated. I, I wish you guys could I'm have seen his face before he started talking because he <laughs> uh, looks so defeated. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like, how do I disconnect from reality for a bit? Because how you mentioned it, people, I mean, it's so easy for everybody outside of Texas Tech to fall back into, ah, Texas Tech is that same trash. It's the same blah, blah, blah. And we so 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 want to break out of the mold and prove people wrong and we have that bs banner that they keep throwing up at the game of now it's personal well the only thing personal to me is that we keep calling for our crowds to show up to show out to give this team some love and then we get no reciprocation from their end like this is two games i've been to where it's like oh yeah packed the jones and guess what lubbock packed the jones despite the years of mediocrity we have lived in there has been a spirit of renewal we packed the jones it was blacked out it was actually pretty good last night atmosphere was pretty good for a lot longer than i thought it would be and yet no no real effort it felt like coaching that was easily uh, it's just like one of those of like okay i could have called a better game and I have no experience. Like I could have at least done something a little different. But like the, for me, it falls down into the unmet expectations of Matt Wells not getting his team ready for big games, us showing out just completely flat, and also this this bodacious idea that rushing three men against a power running power rushing offense like TCU, and they don't even have to like Max Duggan is not a bad passer, but they realized. Why the hell would we even pass if we could just hand the ball off and it's almost a tutty every time? Don't, hey. like, that is so frustrating because we, Max we knew not that a good, was coming. Uh, a good passer. A certain blog wouldn't like that. Well, <laughs> we, we should have at, at least tested Max Duggan's passing ability, though, right? I think that's what's the most frustrating thing is we kept yeah. giving them soft boxes. And TCU said, okay, we'll just keep running it. And, and we thought, you know, if we keep showing soft boxes, eventually they'll throw. What, like, what coach says that and thinks that it's going to come to fruition? Like, you've got to no, load the TCU, box and make them change. TCU has Zach Evans. Why the hell would they want to pass the ball when Zach Evans is averaging like eight yards a touch? Like, it's, it's, we, oh, we have a, one of the best running backs in the country. Yeah, we're just going to have him run the ball until you, oh, you can't even stop our backup? Well, then why the hell? Zach, you're done at halftime. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> We're not going to waste your carries because this defense and this defensive coaching staff refuse to try to stop us. They're going to continue to drop eight. Yeah, keep dropping it. Keep dropping it. Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be fine. Like, that's that's really – and then at a halftime, you know what the, the staff does? Doesn't change a thing. Nope. That, that was Guys, the most frustrating get- part of it. Kendra Miller averaged 15 yards per carry, a backup running back against Texas Tech. 15 yards a carry. It, it's, 
Yeah, and and so I'll tell you, I'm so stupid. When we were down 38-10 at the half or whatever it was, I thought I legitimately thought, okay, we could still do this. <laughs> oh, fan. <laughs> I Fandom I was there. I was there. Down thirty to ten, yeah. fans were still it's there. A, third quarter, I looked in. I looked at third quarter. The fans were still there. It like was it's quite. I, I joked. I joked yeah. last week that Matt Wells doesn't like it when the fan base likes him, and it was a joke. But I don't know how much of it is a, really a joke. Like <laughs> every the SFA game, it was packed out. We we had Shaq was here. Everybody was turned. It was lit. It was great. We packed the Jones and had an embarrassing performance. And then going into Texas week, we 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 start to believe again. Oh, you know what? Texas lost to Arkansas. The, you know, we we got them. This is the year. We got them. Embarrassment. Then we beat West Virginia. A game we have no business winning. I, I still don't know how we won that game last week with half the team gone. And coming this week, you know what? Let's pack it out. Coolio, let's bring him, even though all these young students aren't going to know who the hell he is. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and really get get the crowd turned. Everybody's blacked out. We got the throwbacks. We're good to go. And then another embarrassing game. This to me was the, was the worst of the three. If you ask me, I think this. I know I know Texas was embarrassing. Texas was bad because we we gave up seventy. Um, but this was at home. Again, TCU's and, and no 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 snide to TCU. They're uh, I thought they would be a really good team this year. They haven't shown to be. The defense haven't shown to be, at the very least. Zach Evans has shown to be everything is advertised, even before this game. Uh, but the defense has not shown to be this, this behemoth. And they're they're one of the worst defenses in the Big 12. And but showed I mean, we as a team just did not play well. I mean, I'll even say the offense really didn't play well. The offense, obviously, the offense was the least of our problems. I wouldn't I don't look at the offensive side of the ball and say that, oh well, they, you know, it was it was only the defense. We had we had struggles on both sides. It's hard to evaluate the offense in a game like this. Well, yeah. So let's but let's try to. <laughs> so start off with Henry Columbia, um, twenty three for forty, twenty three for forty one, three hundred forty four yards and an interception. Uh, not his best day. Not terrible, but not his best day. Pretty average performance for Columbia. I agree. Not not terrible. Not his best day. The interception. The ball was high. Still probably should have been caught. I think it was Geiger, right? Still probably should have been yeah. caught, um, but wasn't. So you, you blame that maybe 50-50, split the blame on that one. But, yeah, nothing nothing to write home about for Henry Columbia. But it's hard when, when, you, when you're down that early, that much, to not, you know, be one-dimensional. What also – oh, go ahead, Jeremy. So – I was going to say something I, I I noticed in the game is that so last weekend against West Virginia, the previous weekend against West Virginia, I think Columbia had a little bit more time in the pocket to go through his reads more effectively. Uh, certainly not all day, but more time than he had in this TCU game. It felt like our offensive line uh, just was not, I mean, whatever, like whatever role packages Patterson was drawing up his his defensive line switching it around. I, we just couldn't keep up. And then whoever was there at Stor- left tackle, uh, uh, who was who was out there, at, yeah, whoever went down. Like as soon as he went down, man, it just collapsed so much faster. And Columbia, I mean, how many times do we have to watch him get sacked on a fourth down? Like it just he didn't have the same amount of protection as he usually did. And still, like he still made some pretty good throws in this game, uh, but definitely was not. Not as settled in as we really hope so that he would have been. So let me just say, I um, 
I don't I don't want to be down on the coaching staff too much, but <laughs> every time a sack was done, you're talking about those sacks on third down. Every time that was done was because of a blitz package that Patterson and company pull up. That as if you watch the film, you should know that's what they like to do. Hell, you don't have to watch the film. Just watch yeah. just yeah. from muscle memory of the last two beatdowns, you should know what Gary Patterson likes to do. It's kind of his MO. He he's gonna yeah. draw blitz packages on big plays. And um you know, I, I don't necessarily think that the O-line necessarily played awful, like as far as their play itself. It's just, it's it's hard to block six on five when six is coming. It's kind of, it's it, sometimes I feel like the coaching staff doesn't watch the film. You know, like that's like stuff like that is we're, we're, we're talking about things that should be known. It's it's pretty obvious that what's what's going to happen here. I think one of the, the fourth down pl- uh, um, uh, sack, I, 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 called you know in out, out loud that they were gonna they were gonna blitz here watch out for the blitz here and but sure enough there was nothing there was no not even an additional running back a tight end nothing no nothing else to help to help block there and so that's as much as i don't i don't really blame the old lines play as much as i blame just them not they weren't the coaching staff not getting them prepared for it very very so frustrating it's fr- it's frustrating because what do we talk what did we talked about last weekend we said or last week we said for the preview we said this could be the game where wells turns it around where he does what we are not expecting him to do and that's to go out and beat a team that he 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 can beat because you have all the tools there you know what they're going to do go out and beat them and like make the turn for texas tech football and he did literally the opposite <laughs> like he's like oh you know what, what? we could do nah so the tech texas and game. then and again, I, I look at the Texas game and I say, okay, well, I mean, you know, Bijan Robinson and 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 Casey Todd, like these guys, some of these guys that Texas has, like at the end of the day, it sucks, but they're five star guys. They're five star yeah, guys. Bijan Robinson, a monster. So, yeah. But you go to TCU, yes, Zach Evans is a five star guy, no question. But for the most part, the talent matches up. You know what I mean? Like, so you're going. So this is one of those games. That's why I say this is more, much more embarrassing because this is one of those games where the talent matches up. We're competing. TCU and Texas Tech are competing over the same players. Even though what hurts is that we actually lost a recruit to TCU this week from West Texas. Um, that would have really been a big addition. But, we're, but that's a good example. We're competing over the same players. And so if I'm a player and I'm watching these two teams and these these are the two schools I'm going up against. I'm, I'm looking for. I'm like, well, why the hell am I going to go to Texas Tech? I mean, that's. You know, it's, 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 there's, it's not a comparison right now. And it's, it's just very frustrating. Um, but as we talk about the offense, I do want to give a shout out to the one player that had a really good game. And that's Sir Roger Thompson. Yeah. Sir Roger Thompson had a fantastic game. Um, he finally looked he played, like Sir Roderick from last year in this game. I kind of I yes, felt like yes. I hadn't really seen it. I, I don't know if it was injury or lack of touches, but he finally looked like the old Sir Roderick Thompson. Six six yards a carry, uh, 118 y- yards off of 18 carries. Uh, he looked he looked really good. Three touchdowns on the day. Um, Xavier White played well as well. I mean, the running game was there. It's it's. But I I, I again go to the passing game wasn't wasn't great. Um, and also I I don't think the coaching staff really put our team in in places to succeed offensively as well when they could have. I wasn't a fan of not going for it on that. What was that? Uh, in the second quarter, when we were down three scores, and and, and as I don't want to necessarily harp on it because I think that's it's a semantics call. Um, we talk about you know times for Wells to be 
conservative and when he's you know being wacky he's finally he was finally conservative on this one so it is what it is i do think 80 percent of coaches would have kicked a field goal as well i just to me the field goal you went from being down 21 to being down 18 it doesn't doesn't do anything it's still three scores you know exactly so um but but yeah i just it's it, it's just frustrating it's a game that's just frustrating to talk about Extremely frustrating, and and it does. We I think the point you made about we have the same talent, we recruit the same players. It's another reason to point fingers at the coaches. Yeah, because you mean you just said the talent's the same. So comes down to coaching. So with this, but I will say this: at the end of the day, Texas Tech is four and two, right? I in the season preview, I predicted the Texas Tech at this point would be four and two before the Kansas game. Um, we are. Yeah, so I was, I was, that's what I was going to get. I did think we would be four and two, but if you'd have told me, yeah, we're going to be four and two, but man, there's going to be some embarrassing losses of those two. Like I don't feel good about where we are as a team though. We're four and two, right? And that, and I think that's an issue. And I don't again. I don't think it's. We talked about injuries a little bit before, but Henry Columbus played well, even though he didn't have a great game against TCU. I don't think there's a difference with Tyler Shuck. <laughs> I don't think you add Tyler Shuck in there and all of a sudden we're not four and two. We still would have had two embarrassing losses. Um, I don't think I – th- I do think the Muddy Waters injury hurts. I've actually, if anything, I think that's been the most crucial injury we've had. And we saw – I mean, but that didn't affect the game on Saturday because they didn't – TCU didn't have to pass. So um, it's just – it's this coaching staff is extremely frustrating um, and what makes it worse is because of this coach, this coaching staff, uh, every week we, you know, you, you get the, well, Cliff Kingsbury wasn't too bad and you get the, oh, we should hire Art Bryles and it just brings out the worst in, in the fan base. I, I, we, we got a, uh, I wish I'd have went to Texas A&M on the Facebook groups uh, this past <laughs> week. So I, uh, it's, it's, it's just rough. This, this coaching staff is rough. This cycle is exhausting. This cycle we're on. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and so like the thing for me that I'm just dwelling on at this moment is like you said, Abby. I mean, we're four and two, which for Texas Tech at this point in the season, I mean, we're kind of all we're all in the same boat of okay, four and two at this point. That's pretty good, but it's four and two really embarrassing losses that give me no and what the two embarrassing losses come against teams with good running backs and something we talked about in the preseason like the uh, is, you know, this year for the Big 12 as a whole is a really strong running back core and like all throughout all the teams that does not bode well for a team that cannot stop a backup running back uh, for TCU when you look at teams like Kansas State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Baylor ahead. Like <laughs> this Kansas game is the only one I can look at and be like, you know what? Maybe we maybe we could win this one, and then you know get our five and two, and then we win our <laughs> at bet. But at what cost, right? We, we cost? may have won a bet, but we're still gonna be losers. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we're losing the war. Yeah, it's it's, so it's not bad. great. So we talk about the offense. So now let's let's what could Tech have done differently in this game? To not to avoid this. Well, first of all, try and stop the run. I mean, (laughs) try sell out to stop the run. I don't care if you have to play cover zero, make Max Duggan make a throw like (laughs) for the love of God, just try something different. That's all we need. That's what we needed to do. Well, 
and mind you, I, and, I, and I think we've said this a couple of times. That it's not because we think Max Duggan is a bad pass. No, I don't. I don't think Max Duggan, no. Duggan is a bad pass. I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. But if you're telling me to choose between the running duo of Duggan and, and, and Zach Evans versus Max Duggan throwing, I'm gonna choose Duggan throwing every day of the week. I mean, Zach Evans. One of the best, you know, running duos in the country when it comes to as far as how mobile Duggan is. And then actually, and Duggan didn't even have to run that much. They just were like, we, hey, <laughs> Evans, you got it. Millie, you got it. Like, yeah, y'all, we, why wait? Why do we have to waste, you know, Duggan's? I think what Duggan had, let's see, six runs on the day. Yeah, he didn't have to do all Duggan that. Duggan threw the hey, ball. Miller and- Duggan threw the ball 10 times, and that was probably 10 times too many. Like, if I was Gary Patterson, I just would have said, I would have lined it up and handed the ball off every single play. In the, in the second half, in the no, actually, you know what the most frustrating drive of the entire game was was the last drive, the final drive, because after the game after the game was already over, Tech had decided to score, you know, a couple a couple more touchdowns to make it look make it like look it was like, close. It right? like it was we were closer. down forty five seventeen at one point, but we had scored two touchdowns, and it was oh okay, it's a it's a it's a, a, a two score game, you know who who knows maybe we can get back into this. So then TCU says, okay, um, let's let's try for a play. <laughs> for one play, let's try. And Kendra Miller goes off for 45 yards to, to the house. Like, it's it, – they TCU was, was toying with us. They, yeah, they were, they were playing TCU with their food. were <laughs> toying with us and said, let's just – I actually it, – um, it, it's – oh. It's just it was just a, a an embarrassing game all all throughout and uh, but this is this is the life this is the hand we're dealt. I've never been more positive that this team is going to go six and six and which uh, uh, it's going to give Matt Wells another year before in my life. Um, it's going to happen. It is what it is, and uh, this is the team we're stuck with. Everybody. So. <laughs> Such a different yeah. tone in one week. <laughs> well, no, because what's. Well, and I think that I, I don't want I don't want fans to get upset about that, like where they think, oh, shall I'm super excited, and I'm super excited, I'm super like this is how seasons unfold. Like we didn't know who each team we didn't know how Houston was going to look. So when we won against Houston, that's a really good win. We had no idea when Texas lost against Arkansas if they'd come out and smack us seventy points. We all thought that West Virginia was a lot better than they were, but now they're zero and three in conference. Okay, we thought that TCU was kind of on the rumble, so we could have a chance there, but then we turned out to be ass so like it's just this is how seasons unfold and it's okay to change i just want people to feel like it's okay to like have your emotions yeah. kind of fall to your point i was gonna say to your point i just think we still don't know who texas tech is at this point in the season we have no idea and, well no, and we see but, the, but the, i think the problem though is that if if it's you were told me team. And actually, no, not even if you'd have told me, because it's kind of what I predicted as far as Tech would be four and two. And actually, I, I said the win would probably be at West Virginia. So I, I was, I, I'm right about our record, right? Like, I am right about our record. Our record does not surprise me. The wins we've had does not surprise me. The losses Nobody's does not doubting surprise you, me. The problem is that you, you, when you tell me the Texas Tech team is going to lose by five touchdowns to Texas, barely beat SFA, lose by, uh, uh, by tw- what is that, 21 to TCU, the way these games have been, it's it's as if it's not that Tech, you know, loses game 35-31 in a, in a tough fought game, and and they're like they they're it's it's the reason why it's so high up and down is because they're the games are over at halftime. Mm-hmm. 
Like at halftime, this game was over. And, and I was at done watching at halftime. Total. I, I I turned the sound off. I started like playing video games, hanging out in the living room, just having it on in the background. I quit at halftime. Yeah, before the season started, I said that the Iowa State game was a perfect trap game because it's the week for for Tech to potentially win. We haven't beaten Matt Campbell ever since I would say ever since Matt Campbell got there, and that that game was a, that was Tech would be coming off a of bye week. Iowa State, Iowa State would be playing Oklahoma the next week. Literally the perfect recipe for an upset. It'd be at home. Likely be a, it's going to be a night game. All that stuff. Perfect recipe for an upset. I'm right as of right now. I have no doubt that Iowa State's going to steamroll us. I have no doubt. Because everything sets up for Iowa State to once again steamroll us because they're a power running team. It's going to be a game, especially if Tech's up for the game. <laughs> if Tech's excited for the game and we're packed out, oh, I have no doubt we're going to lose the game. Because that's just, it, it's again, Matt Wells hates when, when the fan base likes him. He doesn't get his team prepared for big games. And it's, 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 uh, this fan base misses Cliff Kingsbury. That is a problem. I'm, I, I don't. That's a, that's a problem. Like, Cliff Kingsbury deserved to be fired. There's no question about it. Like, that's not a question. He had deserved to be fired. He was at the point where his best, biggest supporters could, could not support him any longer. The, the problem he is he's balling out in the NFL. So people are like, well, he's clearly a good coach. And they're just sitting on their couch, like, on their couch. Like, he, he's good. Look. <laughs> it, and, and that's fine. Look, and, and that's fine. And he can be a good NFL coach. He was not a good head coach of the Texas Tech no. football team. Just Matt Wells. But however, Matt Wells might be worse. And that's and, and that's that it, it is what it is like that sucks. But but Matt Wells may be worse. And, and that's just where we where we are. It's kind of like it's a lot. It reminds me of um, uh, back in the basketball days. We had we had Pat Knight. Pat Knight was a bad basketball coach. He was not a good basketball coach. Billy Gillespie was worse. They still were both bad. Like that is, Billy Gillespie being worse does not make Pat Knight good. <laughs> okay, they were both bad. And then we got Tubby. We got Tubby Smith, who was actually good. And then, and I won't go on to the next guy. But um, <laughs> yeah, and no. But I'm just saying, like it's. But it's unfortunately, I think we're now getting to the point where I patience is running thin. A lot of people were already off on Matt Wells after year two. Um, I, I was willing to at least, you know, I had my patience to to get to the end of this year. Um, but we, he's, dude, we cannot, like, you you cannot do this, right? Like, wins, Kingsbury was able to get a couple wins to extend his career because, look, he, he beat Texas. He had some some key wins, and though it extended his career and I hated it, he had those key wins. Dude, where are, you, where are your key wins, my guy? What, what What's, you know, you're not, you're not beating the rivals. You're getting blown out by the rivals. <laughs> like it's not, it's not fun. Um, but you know what's going to happen is we got Kansas next week. He'll beat Kansas. The fan base will be back on his side again, and well, it's going to be a roller coaster of a ride. If if fans were smart, they would not get too excited after a Kansas win. But it is what it is. Then again, K- Kansas is giving him fits. It's true. <laughs> be real. Be real. <laughs> It's a stand. It's a a win would be a good I'm for the standard of well. I'm but scared I think that's to not call that like an token. easy win. I, I don't want to co- come <laughs> here and call that an easy win. We're gonna have the we're gonna have the preview pod later this. I'm not saying it is. Week, but tech tech Kansas starts out as a sixteen and a half favorite. <laughs> I'm not I'm not touching that. One of us one of us needs to pick Kansas just so we don't curse this football team again. <laughs> to be fair, no. To be fair, we. We got blown out because all three I of us. I kind of want to. And as soon as all three Gosh. of us picked it, I said, uh oh. 
That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's that's the real reason. So, uh, but let's uh, who uh, who was? I think all of us are in agreement. The offensive player of the game is Roger Thompson. Yeah. Um, had a great game. Yes. Looked really good. Looked good. Looked mobile, agile. Who? Who was your defensive player? Mm. I don't know. Schooler. <laughs> are you just, just? Are you saying Schooler just because it's like ah? Eh, yeah. I, I yeah. I saw him on the field. I think he made a few tackles. <laughs> he, played. He, he played. He did lead the team in tackles once again. He has nice hair. Um, now I'm gonna say Jalen Hutchins. I think I think Hutchins did play as well as you could possibly play when your coaching staff does not assist you whatsoever. Um, um, Jeremy, who you got? Tony Bradford uh, came through and got through the offensive line a couple of times, which I think were big on key downs. That's, I mean, that's really the extent of it. We can't really. <laughs> that's it. That's what, what can you say? <laughs> can you say about the way the defense All right. But again, I, I just don't think our coaching staff sets him up for success. I don't think our coaching staff puts him in a situation. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, successful. I can't believe TCU ran the ball 47 times for 400 yards and we just took it. You just took it. Yep. Just yeah. took it. We're There's just a took lot of it. ways that that conversation can go. But this is a family program, and we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna go there. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to say to the people, Dylan? Mm, let's not talk about. Hold on, trying to figure out how to broach this conversation. Uh, firing coaches midseason, it's dumb. Let's not entertain the idea yeah. because there's no one on this coaching staff we want to promote. Maybe you want to promote Sonny Comby. I'm not there. No. Let's wait it out. No. Let's wait it out to the end of the season and then weigh our options. And those options better not be named Art Bryles. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that so many times of that they hired the uh, hired his replacement at Sonny. No, Sonny if, if the team sucks this year, Sonny Comby's part of the suckage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's part of it. He's part of it. Um, yeah. And yes, no, no firing coach in this season. Well, I, I am. As frustrating as these losses have been, we are still four and two. We are still in a position to go to the hell. I predict we go seven and five before the end. For the beginning, uh, at the beginning of the year, we can still get there. And if we're seven and five at the end of the year, I, I, I you won't hear too many complaints from me. So it's 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 still his. Uh, I guess a loss is still technically a loss, <laughs> whether you lose by one or by a lot. So uh, so yeah, Jeremy. Anything else you want to say? Uh, yeah, I changed the Twitter banner, and that reflects my opinions and my opinions fully. Um, but I wanted to circle back really quick to you were saying, what do, what do we do different to win this game? I don't think to win, but the things that frustrated me were, one, um, <clears throat> the lack of initiative to close gaps on the defensive line. Um, and that's with like the whole scheme. You know, let's fill it with linebackers. Let's do this. Let's do that. Uh, two, over the course of this season, uh, Texas Tech's tackling has increasingly uh, the quality has decreased every game like we at the first couple of games of the season um you know we were tackling and we were tackling well we were formed up we were getting in front we were squaring up we were wrapping up there was not a lot of um yards after contact now it seems like we're making a lot more risky tackling styles sometimes just turning around and trying to (laughs) 
fall i fall into them or something uh but the quality of tackling has gone down tremendously and this is not a this is a league that loves big plays and if you're going to do that kind of bs we're just going to continue to get embarrassed so for me we need to get back to fundamentals we need to change up our defensive scheme and find some kind of actual identity that will not embarrass Texas Tech fans, but also have some productivity where if scoring 31 points might give us a legitimate chance to win. <laughs> Off my box. There you go. There you go. Um, little, uh, what, what are they called? House announcements? What are they called? Housekeeping? Housekeeping? Oh, we, yeah, housekeeping. We call whatever we want. Um, first episode of the new series we got going on, Girl Power, is on Instagram. Go check it out. Uh, our our me, me, social media superstar <laughs> beast, Kenzie Garcia, is, is leading it. She's heading that up. So make sure to go check that out, uh, Girl Power. Also, follow us on Facebook. We're, if, if, you're, if you still use that thing, follow us on Facebook. Uh, like us, uh, all that jazz. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, that's uh, my – Last thing is, is guys, I, I I know I know this team is really frustrating, but hold on, we are still four and two. Uh, we do have Kansas, so we will be five and two. Uh, whether we, uh, uh, well, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But but we'll, we'll, we're four and two, so uh, we're four and two before Kansas and before the bye week, and that's that's all I ask. So I uh, got nothing else. Got nothing else, people. Um, but for Jeremy, for our producer, Dylan Smythe, this is Albie. You've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.